know that there's power in his name. Come on, just lift those hands like this and say there's power in his name. Last week we talked about how he blesses our soul, then we turn right back around and then we say we bless you, God. This week we talked about his name and now we're going to talk about the fact that he knows your name. Tell somebody he knows your name. Turn to somebody else and say, listen, he knows your name. Let me remind you that he knows every hair on your head. He knows everything that you're going through, all your circumstances. But he's a God that can fix all. He cares about you.
gonna sing that one more time. Get that in your spirit. of your event planning committee because the time is here. We are one week away from celebrating our 100th year anniversary. Amen? Somebody ought to be happy with me. Excited about that. Hallelujah. So I'm here just to give you a few updates again this week. Um, your planning committee has been working really hard anticipating this wonderful celebration on next weekend. You all know by now that the banquet is set for Saturday night at 6 p.m. at the Randolph Riverfront Center, which is in downtown Alexandria. Um, we're excited about it. We're hoping that you have all either purchased a ticket through your ministry or your maybe employer or you've even gotten your individual ticket. If you have not, don't worry, it's not too late. Um, the event planning committee is out in the foyer again this Sunday and we'll be happy to receive um, any ticket purchases or table purchase that you may have during the week. If you're wanting to do that as well, don't hesitate to contact the church office. Um, we are wanting to make this opportunity available to any and everyone who wants to participate. So we are excited about it and hoping that you um, get your ticket or your table. Um, if you haven't already, as I mentioned before, talk to your employer, business owners that you may know, because we are celebrating our anniversary, but we're also buying into this vision of Pastor Dara to build this youth digital center um, for our youth in the community, correct? Amen. Amen. So please don't forget to ask those, and we hope that you are all there on Saturday. So Sunday, we will come back here in the sanctuary, and there is one service, one service at 9 a.m. next Sunday. So um, invite all of your friends and family to celebrate with us, to be here for 9 a.m., and let me go back to Saturday. I want to make sure you all know. We, we do want to look our best because it's our anniversary. When you go out on your birthday, you get your birthday outfit and you get all of that stuff together. So um, the attire for Saturday night is semi-formal. And, of course, when you come here Sunday, we, we're wanting everybody to look their best um, to celebrate our anniversary. Um, again, if you have any questions about anything, this is something that this is for the church. This is for the community. We're excited about it. We are supporting our pastor and his vision. Please don't hesitate to stop at that table. Ask me or anyone else from the committee. We're trying to be as inclusive as possible, not to exclude anyone. So we want to hear from you. But most importantly, we want to see you. Amen? We'll see you next weekend. Thank you. And here. We know what time it is. It's now time for tithes and offering. Tithes and offering. We know giving is receiving. Scripture say, 
God has given us health to get wealth. He's given us power to get wealth. So, with that being said, we ought to be excited that we now get to sow seeds into our future. Not God's future, our future. Seed sowing is for your future. Glory, hallelujah. So let us go to the Lord in prayer, us as you may come forth. Lord God, we thank you for the time of giving, Lord God. Lord God, we are so grateful, Father God, that you have blessed us to be a blessing, Father God. But truly, Lord God, nobody but you. Nobody but you, Lord God. So, Father God, whatever you're doing this day, this season, don't do it without us, Lord God. We pray and ask and thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I got a quick question, quick question for everybody. How many of you believe in your own heart that the favor of God is on your life? Okay, I'll try it again. How many of you believe in your heart that the favor of God is on your life? Okay, that sounds a little bit more like sound here. How many of you believe that the blessings of God are on your life? Now, with all that being said, how many of you are ready to declare that the blessings and the favor of God is on your life? If you are ready to declare that today, let me see you stand up on your feet. We got a song we want to share with you. I need everybody to put their hands together just like this. Come on. The song is real, real simple. It just says over and over. He keeps on blessing me. Come on, quiet, help me out. Over. It's not by goodness on my own 
that I am blessed. And from the depths of my soul, everybody put them hands together. Say like this, he keeps on blessing. Come on, everybody put your hands together. Say this, I've got favor. Come on, put them hands together. Say it over your life. He keeps on blessing. Say this, I've got favor. Let's take it up right there. Again, he keeps on blessing. Say, I've got favor. Come on, I want to hear you say it with us. He keeps on blessing. That sounds pretty good. Say, I've got favor. Let's do it again. Come on, take it up again. Say it. He keeps on blessing. Say it with us. I've got favor. Let me see you putting them hands together. Come on. He keeps on blessing. Say it with us. I've got favor. Now we just going to declare that over our life. Say this. I've got favor. I've got favor. I've got favor. I've got favor. Say it with us. I've got favor. I've got favor. I've got favor. I've got favor. Say this. He keeps on blessing. Let me see them hands together. Right there. Everybody get them hands up on top. Say this. I've got favor. Say it again. Say it again. I've got favor. I've got favor. I've got favor. Say this. He keeps on blessing. Say it again. He keeps on blessing. Are we going to declare this one more time? Say it with us. I've got favor. I've got favor. I've got favor. I've got favor. He keeps on blessing. Truly, we do have favor on our lives. That's why we're here this morning. And we thank God for that favor. It's now time for meet and greet. We want to take time to worship all our first-time viewers as well as our first-time guests that are in the house. If we have any guests, first-time guests, worshiping with us for the first time, can we please see your hands? All right, we thank God. Look like we're all family. Once more and again, we thank you all for being in the house of the Lord. For truly, it is a blessing and a privilege to be in the presence of the Lord in his house one more time. Let us now stand and meet and greet. Tell your neighbor good morning. Tell your neighbor you're glad to see them. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.
our beautiful children. Glory, hallelujah, on the children and every family and parent. Bless you, Lord. Please, and let us show our appreciation for our young people this morning. What a blessing. We are grateful to all of our musicians and worship team, those of you helping us to supervise these young people. Thank God. If you have your Bible, will you please stand with me in reference to the Word of God? Morning to all of the pastors. We appreciate every one of you. The book is Proverbs, chapter 4. We're going to look at one verse, verse number 7. I just want to encourage our young people, but also in doing so, want to encourage all of our adults too. Amen. Because we are all children in the sight of God. The book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse number 7. If you find it, please say amen. amen. The Bible said Wisdom is the principal thing. And then the word of God continues to say, because wisdom is the principal thing, you and I, therefore, we need to get wisdom. I can stop there and go home. Bible continues to say, with all of thy getting, you and I need to get understanding. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for the word of God. Yes, you said it, and it's true. The grass will wither flowers will fade but your word will stand forever Holy Spirit help us to pay attention to what God has to say help our hearing help our understanding Lord I pray especially for our young people do what no man, no woman can do. Reveal yourself to them in a very special way. I am just human. All I got is natural, but with your super, my natural, we can reach everyone under the sound of my voice. I thank you, O oh God, that lives will be changed. I thank you that your name will be glorified. 
in Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to share with you briefly on a subject titled Four Pillars that are very important for your life, for my life. Everyone under the sound of my voice, you need to pay attention to these four pillars if you want to live successfully here on earth and even life beyond. I recognize my real desire is to reach our young people, but even adults miss this word. The text says wisdom is not to be it's not casual. It is the principal thing. And God commands you and me to get wisdom. It's not a suggestion. You and me as a child of God, we are commanded to operate in wisdom. If we do that, it comes with all kinds of blessings. Nobody wants to listen to a fool. Not even your spouse. So do your best, therefore, to pay attention to wisdom. The Bible also said in all of our getting, we must get understanding. In other words, it's not enough just to know the word. You have to understand what you know. Knowledge is information. But when it comes to understanding, you have to comprehend the information that you know. Amen, somebody. Today I want to teach you and remind some and even remind my own self of four pillars that is very, very important in life. And I pray that you will have these on your resume. Let me quickly list those four things just in case I don't have enough time to cover it all. Number one, you need salvation. What did I say? Amen. Without that, you're going to hell. So I wish I can decorate it or, or try to be politically correct about it. But the bottom line is that all of us must be saved. Number two. You need to pay attention to something called opportunities. God is committed to send many opportunities your way, my way. But if you're not paying attention, 
you can miss it. The third thing, ladies and gentlemen, is to pay attention to your relationships. Who you hang out with, who you call your buddies, can make you or break you. And finally, if my time permits, I want to share with you five different destiny helpers that you will need in your life journey. All minds clear? Now let's begin with the subject of salvation. The reason why I'm taking my time, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you're going to fly an aeroplane, you cannot guess about it. You need instruction. Are you all with me this morning? The problem, ladies and gentlemen, this generation, the Bible calls us stiff neck. A bunch of people who refuse instruction. Many times we think we know. And that's the problem. Not only do we think we know, we think we know everything. And yet, the truth be told, we don't know nothing. So, God's word in the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 20. God said, hear counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise at the end of the day. You show me anybody who is a success story in life, I will show you somebody who is constantly receiving instruction. They are students for life. Constantly seeking knowledge. Constantly seeking understanding. Constantly seeking wisdom. And as a result, they stand out higher than the rest of us. So instruction is very, very important. Mind instruction so that you can avoid destruction. That's how critical instruction is. You are never too old to learn. It takes humility. You see these young people behind me, they can teach you and me something. So you have to be humbled and you have to be hungry. I found out in life that the cheapest way to go up is to have a guide. That Bible in your hand is a guide. That Bible in your hand 
is a book of instructions. That Bible in your hand is like a blueprint for life. But studies are showing many people never read it. It's like you're trying to go from point A to C, and somebody say, here is the road map. Follow this GPS, and you turn it off. You say, I'm just going to figure it out. That is why the Bible says, my son, my daughter, receive cancer. Don't despise instruction. So the Bible have instruction for each of these pillars that you need in your life. Pillar number one, salvation. Guess what the Bible says about it in Mark chapter 8, verse 36. You see, God knows what he's talking about. The instruction is, what shall it profit a man? What shall it profit a woman? If you and I gain the whole world, but we lose our soul. See, I can close my book and go home. That's God's way of saying you must be born again. There's no way around it. Notice he didn't ask whether you are Baptist or Methodist. Notice it's not about how long you've been a member of a church. You can be a member of a church and still go to hell. We must be born Again, if you're sitting in this house today or you're watching on television or maybe you're live streaming or maybe you're listening on radio and you cannot point to what day, what week, what month, what year that you got saved. You are gambling with hell. It's not worth it. Pastor, I think I'm saved. I remember a long time ago when I was a little kid. Now, you're playing with your life. Rather than guessing about it, Rather than you not sure, maybe I did, maybe I don't. You need to make up your mind today. In times like this, you see, all of us, we can depart this planet any second. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Can I get an amen? amen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you need to pay attention to opportunities. Number two, the second pillar. What did I call it? This is very important because, in, again, you go to the book of instruction. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, Apostle Paul recognized this important subject. He was talking to the Philippians. And he said, I appreciate your support. I appreciate your prayers. I know your heart desire is to support my ministry. But you're missing something. Opportunity. You need this subject in your life. I need this subject in my life. What is opportunity? It is, in general, it's a chance for great possibilities in your life and in my life. Many of us, we are stuck where we are because we have missed so many opportunities in life. What is opportunity? It is the gateway to a great destiny. If you really want a great destiny and you really want a great future, you need to pay attention to opportunity. Opportunities are life blocks with which great destinies are built upon. People that you see doing better than you, the only difference between you and them, they paid attention to opportunities and they seized the opportunity. Opportunity is what activates your destiny. You need something to activate your destination. Are you still here? It is very unfortunate that people are so inattentive to opportunities that sometimes God had to cause trouble. To wake you up. Sometimes farming and hardship occurs not because God is a wicked God. He allowed it to cause you to pick up your tent and move. Because you are stuck. You, are, you refuse to move. So we allow something to happen. One of the things that we miss as Christians, we are too busy trying to park the car. But your God is a moving God. So when he notices that you are not moving and you are stuck in your yesterday, and you cause some hurricane or, or let something happen. All of a sudden, you start moving. But it doesn't have to be that way. From Gen Genesis to Revelation, you see God 
moving. In the book of Genesis, you hear God say, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And you keep on reading. He said, the spirit moved. There is no stagnation in life. You get to the book of Revelation, you hear God say, come Lord, quickly. He's still moving. You cannot afford to be stuck. I said opportunity is what activates your destiny. It means, ladies and gentlemen, if you lack opportunity, you can miss your destiny. Can I be brutally honest with you? Many people leave this state to go to another state. Why? They're looking for opportunity. That's how important this subject is. I remember when I first came to town, one of my tasks, I didn't tell nobody, I was looking for good quality musicians. Because I told the people that interviewed me, they said, we, here's where we are, here's our challenge. A lot of our members are gone. And they gave me a list of 70 people he said, that's what we're left with. And then they gave me another list of 45 people. Then they said, brother pastor, what are you going to do? What is your plan to bring all these people that left the church back? <laughs> so I told them that when you go fishing, you need a bait. If you don't believe me, ask Mr. Willie Jackson. He was in that, in, in that committee. I said, well, I don't know what you all have been doing. But I noticed you have four choirs and all of them no good. And I said, music, worship, praise is my bait. So I was trying very hard. Once I was allowed to pastor the church, I was looking for quality musicians. And guess what I found out? They are all gone. They even told me where they are. They had moved to Texas. And they were giving me names. They said, this guy, man, is he, very good in it. This guy is... I said, okay, where are these people? They said, because they were not appreciated. See, I'm speaking from my heart. I'm taking my time. I want people in this church to succeed. It's too expensive to fail in life. You need to attend and pay attention to opportunity. If you don't pay attention to opportunities, you can create more problems. Not just for yourself, but people around you. 
That's why I tell you destinies are built with blocks of opportunity. It means, ladies and gentlemen, every missed opportunity can slow down your destiny. You'll be amazed how many opportunities you and I have missed. I don't believe that people lack opportunity in life. What I believe, ladies and gentlemen, is that they are blind to opportunities. So part of my assignment today is to cause your eyes, my eyes, to be open, that we can see opportunities. I've been telling you from the bottom of my heart, you cannot receive a future that you cannot see. This is why God told Abraham, as far as you can see, you can have it. You flip that around, he's saying, if you cannot see it, Houston will got a problem. So, the highway of life is full of opportunities. Be careful that you're not blind to it. And don't fight opportunities. God is trying to bless you, but our pride and our arrogance, we think we're all right where we are. But God is trying to do a new thing in your life, in my life. Opportunities of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of that opportunity. Because once you miss it, it's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, let me also mention to you that every God-ordained venture in the kingdom of God is an opportunity for you to prosper. When I say kingdom of God, every activity is in the kingdom, including your church right now. I was in Texas yesterday, you know, and I spent hours man of God that drove me, I say, you have an opportunity to learn. Pay attention. I don't always get a chance to spend hours because we went by road, you know. I say, right within your church, there are plenty of opportunities. But many people never see it. Right within this great nation called USA, there are tons and tons of opportunities. And people will come from Mexico and see it 
and you are born and raised here, you're blind too. Every opportunity, every venture in the kingdom of God that God ordained, be it in the church, be it outside the church, there are all kinds of activities in the kingdom. Your participation in it will prosper you. I was in a meeting not too long ago, and I was amazed how a bunch of people were sitting down, and they were trying to convince me that the federal government has done nothing. I have to ask them and pinch myself, has the rapture taken place, or did I miss something? They say, oh, this government has done absolutely nothing. You know the problem they have? is the same problem church folks have. Somebody will ask you about your church. You say, ain't nothing going on. Because you're blind to see. I was working late last night. And the Holy Spirit began to, to dial my number and download of opportunities just for young people in this church. And yet, many of you have children. You're not taking advantage of it. Great destinies are built right from these walls. But if you're too blind to see it, you will miss it. You and your children. You see this thing? You all call it choir. Wrong choice of word. Guess what it is? Opportunity. But if you don't see you say, oh, I'm sick and tired. Every time I turn around, they want me to bring the children back to church. See? You see the problem? You got to, you got to. I, I'll be honest with you. Now, pastors do this. Maybe not every pastor, but I do. I was taking an inventory of children who grew up here and have become a success story. Every one of them. They started out singing. We rise. You kept your own children at home. You rather go to Mona and shake your booty all night. Instead of building destinies for your children. If all of us parents would take advantage of opportunities, we've got one of the best sets of musicians. We could have children worship team. We could have, uh, in fact, we, we used to have uh, mid adult, or what do you call them? Mid-age worship team. Young adults. Thank you. Guess what is missing? 
You're too busy. Wasting life instead of taking opportunities. And you're serving a God that says, nobody who have left their father, their mother, or their cousins and nephews for the sake of the gospel. No one will go without reward. In this life, <laughs> and in life to come. Do you think a child will live in my house and won't go to church to serve God? I will have to check his DNA to make sure that child is mine. Not only can they be in the choir or worship team, there's something called church school. Guess what that is? Opportunities. There's something called vacation Bible school. Guess what that is? Opportunities. In a few weeks, we're going to be having something called Fall Fest. Guess what that is? Opportunities. You know, we just have a ministry called Prep just to prepare young girls. Guess what that is? You can call it whatever. Prep, proof, pop. Just in your getting. Get understanding. This is a world church. You have a man of God that will dissect it and break it down so that even little kids can understand. You have no reason to fail in this house. Young people will take trips. Sometimes we want to take them to universities and learn and see what opportunities are there at Dillard, what opportunity at Grambling, what opportunity at Southern. I mean, you no, I don't have no money to give lunch money to my child. You see the problem? Somebody shout opportunities. Even to be an usher. Little kids. Serving the Lord. Opportunities. How could be an usher be an opportunity? David, when he was being chased around in the wilderness, they said, oh, why are you so depressed? He said, I miss church. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tent of the wicked. Look at somebody next to you and say, don't miss your opportunity. And it's bad enough if you miss it. Don't allow your children to miss opportunity. There's no reason why we, should, we shouldn't have young people being trained as junior deacons to serve God, to live for God, so they won't be running the street and shooting each other and shooting themselves on dope. I met one young man not too long ago 
I said, what's up? How you doing? Actually, to be honest with you, I was trying to reach his mama. And then I dialed the wrong number. And Malcolm picked it up. I said, son, I'm sorry. Don't mean to, to bother you. Oh, he said, I'm so glad to hear from you, pastor. Then we start talking, you know. I said, how is life treating you? He said, you won't believe it. I am now working at a professional television station. I said, how did you, that's his mama talking. How did you get there? He said, Pastor, you gave me opportunity to work in the media room. Now, he turned it around for his good. And you have your own children sitting down, doing absolutely nothing. And then you are jealous and you are envy of people that God is blessing. Opportunity. I was in Monroe, Louisiana. I went there to speak one day. So I decided to have fellowship with a bunch of brothers. So I said, let's talk about our young people. One of the brothers, you won't believe what he said. He said, the problem is there are no opportunities in our church. Some of you are there with me. You were there, right? This is scary to me. How can my people be living like this? People are coming to this country with no dime in their pocket. And they can see opportunity and go after it and make something happen for themselves. If you can sing, you can dance. We got all kinds of dance troupe for young people. If you can't do nothing, you can go to the gym. Over five million dollar investment. Many of you never step in that building. And then you ask me, why am I fat? I'll tell you why you fat. Somebody shout opportunities. Daycare is an opportunity. Nursery is an opportunity. Block parties is an opportunity. Digital building we are trying to build. I just heard a woman of God come here and say, hey, this is the week. It's all about opportunities. I walked in this morning. Uh, a, a, a woman of God, uh, Miss Bure, uh, Rena Bure from Maxfield, they went to Arkansas, where a, a school we are graduated from, University of Arkansas. The president is a black brother. Sent a personal check, a personal check, told Dickie Bure, make sure you handle this personally to the pastor. Amen. People who are living thousands of miles away. They can see what God is doing in your midst. And you are sitting here under this anointing. 
that is covering nations. And you can't see it. Don't miss your opportunity. It's too expensive to miss opportunities. Just a few days ago, I was messing with the piano over there. One of my deacons came to me. Uh, Deacon Bridges was telling me, Pastor, thank you for the scholarship opportunity here in this church. He said, I am the chair of that committee. I said, very good. He said, what do you think about this? What do you think? I said, no, I don't have to think about it. That's why I make you. You all go figure it out. Whatever you all come up with. Yes, sir. Let's help young people. The scholarship that you give as one church is bigger than most organizations in this community. And, and you can't see and you want to rest it right here and not give those young people the opportunity. You better be glad I'm not God. I will hold you personally responsible. Opportunities. I repeat, every good an ordained venture in this church, not just this church, throughout the community is an opportunity. It's a covenant opportunity for you to be blessed, you and your children. Many of us, the truth be told, we will not be where we are today. That's the blunt truth. If we did not take advantage of the opportunities in our local church. Let me be brutally honest with you. I speak from the bottom of my heart. Many of us, the only reason we are not in jail is not because we are more holy. It's not because we are more righteous. But we have enough sense to tune in to opportunities. Instead of running the street, we're in some beam choir, making two steps. We have come into this house, gathering this. It will save you a headache. Somebody needs to tell the truth. It's your responsibility to place appropriate value on every opportunity given your house. It is your responsibility, parents, to make sure you take advantage of every opportunity. Even in the school system, they're not going to tell you every scholarship you better go and do your own homework and take advantage of the opportunity. Because while you're struggling to pay, some people are going for free. 
me hurry up for the sake of time. When you lack opportunity, you will remain in lack. Why do you think many people are, are blind to opportunities? I'll tell you why. It is because opportunities often present itself in overall. Opportunity would dis disguise itself as work. So you see, you say, oh no. No, I'm not serving the willing to do committee. They're trying to take more of my time. No, I'm not taking my kids to the choir. I just work eight hours. So opportunity will disguise itself. <laughs> That's why in all you're getting, get understanding. I wish I had more time. The word of God said in Luke chapter 19, verse 41 through verse 44, it said, Jesus wept. That's in your Bible. Now we've got to find out why will the Son of God be weeping over a city? He said, the Bible writer said, because the whole city missed the opportunity that God has presented to them. The whole city missed the hour of their visitation. They, it grieves the heart of God to the point that he started to cry. What is the message? When you miss your planting season, you are disqualified for harvest. The planting season is an opportunity. Can you all handle this? I know you want me to hoop and hollow. I'm not in that mood today. Want to teach the word of God so that you can win in this life and in life to come. Every opportunity that knocks at your door, grab it. Don't let it get away. For the sake of time, let me take only one more. Relationship. Somebody shout relationship. These are pillars of life. You've got to pay attention to the kind of relationship you get involved. 
to the kind of association. You know what the Bible said? The book of instruction. <laughs> I love the word of God. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says, if you walk with the wise. <laughs> guess what the, the instruction manual says? You will be wise. Isn't that something? Then he goes on to say, but if you walk with fools. Hello. Now that explain right there. Why Brother Baba in your house acting? <laughs> Don't look at your neighbor. Not today. So pay attention to who you hanging around. Pay attention to who you go out on a date with. Pay attention to who you say, this is my buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, consider Ruth and Naomi. Consider David and Jonathan. The Bible is full of examples. You cannot miss it. You have to literally close your eyes. Consider Paul and Barnabas. There ain't no way for Paul to succeed in ministry without Barnabas. Consider Elijah and Elisha. Homeboy ended up with a double portion of the anointing. And who is Joshua without Moses? Quality association. Very deliberate in who is going to be your friend. I was chatting with my wife just last night, and the Holy Spirit began to give this to me. I told her, no, I chose not to hang around everybody. I'm very selective who I let into my inner circle. Association brings assimilation which will bring impartation. You show me your friend. I'll show you your future. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot be different from the people you closely associate with. Amen. And you cannot afford to associate with everybody. So you need to stop walking with people who are not going in the same direction. <laughs> Just watch where they're going. And if they're not going in the same direction, no. Let them go. Stop Walking with people who are 
really causing your life to be bitter and not better. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were associated, but they encouraged one another. They prayed together. They built each other up. It's time for you and me to reflect. Make a list of all your friends. The Lord gives you opportunity to delete. There's a delete button on the computer. Ain't no shame in my game. I deleted people. Some people cannot go where God is trying to take you. And they don't even qualify to go with you. But remove your flesh out of the way. And hit the lead button. You know what the book of instructions, oh man, my time. You know what the book of instructions say? In the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 3. He said, how can two people walk together except they agree? God is trying to give you advice on the kind of friends, the kind of association that you keep. God commanded all of us to love everybody. But when it comes to relationship, you have a choice. So love everybody. I've never met any human being I don't love. That's right. It's your choice. You get to choose. Let me say this in conclusion. I see my dick here. I believe with all my heart, many people are struggling today because they are trapped in a, in a hostile, toxic, Relationship. That's right. So God is giving all of us the opportunity to do better. So anybody that is a burden and not a blessing, let them go. And just because you have a history with somebody, that don't mean you have a future with him. Use that delete button. Your destiny is far too important than your history. My destiny is far too important than my past. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people in our life that are wasters. And there are people that are infesters. Find people who are willing to infest in your life and not waste your life. And you can tell. So if a person is not adding value to you, that's right, delete. In fact, my pastor said, you no good. 
and give them my cell number so I can say the same thing you told me. The people in your life, they either increase you or decrease you. Okay, everybody's time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Lord sent me to these young people. Their future is very important to me. Somebody helped me to see something years ago. This church was doing pastor's anniversary. And then the people that were in charge, uh, Miss Smith and a bunch of other people, they came up with something they called Joshua's Army. The Holy Spirit quickened my spirit. He said, you know, some people, you've been here 27 years. Some people are born and raised in this house. God has positioned you to be their commander. Speak into their life. Don't get too busy having church. Help young people to become giants in the land. Freely I give to you. Freely you receive. Say freely give. The wisdom that you have. Pour it out on these young people. I'm on a mission, mama. I just don't want people to have good church. I want them to be better. I want them to win. I want them to be a success story. Father God, we thank you. Spread your hands towards this altar, towards every one of these young people. Lord, we bless your name for every one of our young people. Not just those who are here. There are many just roaming around because somebody cannot see the opportunity. Forgive us, oh God. Thank you for another chance. Lord, I pray for the future of these young people. Promotion don't come from east or west. Promotion don't come from north or south. Promotion comes from God. Lord, I thank you. You are a God of many opportunities. I pray, oh God, that you will open the windows of heaven. Pour out your blessing. That there will not be enough room for them to receive. We bless their future. In the name of Jesus. The angel of the Lord encamp around them that fear you. Just because they took the time out to serve. Lord, I pray for angelic escort. In their school. In their home, in the community, 
angelic escort for every one of them. I decree and declare concerning you no weapon form or fashion against you shall prosper. And today in the name of Jesus we condemn every tongue that rise up against you. You are blessed and highly favored. It is so. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord God a clap of. Come on, come on, we can do better than that. Let's celebrate. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here today and you're looking for a church home, after the benediction, the pastor and his wife will be standing here. And those of you who are live streaming, feel free to join through the website. There's opportunity to become a part of this church through our online. And maybe all you need is prayer this morning. We have a prayer line, ministers of the gospel that will take your call and pray with you and pray for your children. That's what this church is all about. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he will rest rule and abide with every one of us from now on and forevermore. And the church say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.